This Verizon 200 at the Brickyard Betting Picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in to the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, and we are going back to the road on the road again. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yes, Indianapolis. We are on the road course this weekend, of course, for the Verizon 200. Cody, we had a fantastic day on Monday, and now we're going to try to continue that on the road course. But uh, there are a lot of left and right turns to stand in our path on our road to a repeat of a great week. Yes, there is a, a lot. There's a lot going on this week too. Obviously, the race ends on Monday. So we just, it was yesterday. Now we're back to on Tuesday, already making our picks. Shout out to the books for not lagging behind. They got all the odds up like we are normally accustomed to. Found some really good stuff. I couldn't help myself. I have a lot of bets in there this week, Rod. So uh, buckle down for a longer show because it's probably going to be there. Plus, there's a lot to talk about. Probably the last time we're going to be at the Indy Road Course. I think this is going to be it. They're doing a tire test on the Oval next week. That doesn't necessarily mean they're going back to the Oval, but we've been hearing for a while that uh, the Oval likely coming back, back to the Brickyard 400, which would be great. Uh, but yeah, man, left and right turns. Two road courses in a row. We're here. Then we go to Watkins Glen, Daytona. That is it for the regular season, Rod. We're getting down to crunch time. Oh, boy. And there is, man, it's a loaded field this week. The odds are all over the board this week. There is a, There's just a lot going on. I love it. You know, we're both parents, and this season feels like your kid. You remember when they were born, and you blink, and all of a sudden, they're starting their sophomore year of high school tomorrow. And it's like, how in the world did we get here from just talking about the Bush Clash in the beginning of the year? It's insane to think about, but you're absolutely right. There is a yeah. ton of stuff yeah, going your, on. Your kid starts school tomorrow. Mine starts next week. Like, man, it is already time. Like, this summer has just blown by. Been cashing bets left and right ready to cash some more. Yeah, like you said, we had an amazing week last week. I don't think this week's going to be as easy, but uh, there's a lot of stuff we found out there we like, so I think that uh, we're in for a pretty good week. Yeah, and I'm going to take a little bit. Of, listen, I know that the Xfinity race got me very bitter. Thankfully, of course, the cup race kind of picked it back up again, but uh, I will say that I'm, I'm going to take 
a couple of swings this weekend because why the hell not? I mean, we, we I played it safe during the cup race. Yeah, I paid off. Uh, but I think you can take some swings at this one. And look, if this is our last time at Indy, and let's be honest, it probably should be if we've seen from what we've seen over the last couple of seasons as far as how those races have gone gone by. Uh, if this is our last time out, we might as well have some fun with it if if we're saying goodbye to the Indy road course in the process. So a uh, lot of fun stuff to get to, absolutely. Yeah, and we've so we've raced here twice the last two seasons. Both seasons, absolutely wild. Two seasons ago, they had that turtle that they could not figure out. Well, how? What? I mean, how many cars wrecked going over that turtle? Then they red flagged the race. They fixed the thing. Then you get Briscoe and Hamlin running off the road, and Briscoe's DQ'd, but he's still racing. Then he wrecks Hamlin and Almondinger ends. And then last year, just uh, no cautions at all throughout the race. Then you get to the very end. There's a caution, a late restart. Half the field wrecks going into the corner. Uh, rookies finished like third, fourth, and fifth or something. It was like Harrison Burton, Todd Gilliland, Austin Sindrick all finished right up there. Like we had that, the wreck actually that caused that yellow was Kyle Larson, the throttle sticking or whatever the hell happened and just blowing through the corner, taking out Austin Dillon, a scary wreck. Like, absolute utter chaos for both of the finishes of these races the last couple of years, which I think we're going to get into and will affect some of our bets. So I think that you do have to kind of build it both ways. Last year, there was just the one caution and had Larson's throttle got stuck, there might not have been any cautions. So maybe we're in for a calmer race. You build some bets that way, but also you got to build some bets with that chaos in mind of if it does come down to a restart, it could be crazy. They did move the start to the restart zone, the start finish line is in the same spot, obviously. It's uh, on the yard of bricks there, but they did move the restart zone back so that going into turn one, much like they with Chicago, will hopefully not be as chaotic. We'll see if that is the case or not. And then uh, no stage cautions as we become accustomed to with uh, with road courses this year. So obviously that's, that's different from previous years. And we'll play in the strategy big time because... We've got some guys, specifically some really good road course racers who are racing and they're right on that bubble. They're going to be trying to win. They're going to be trying to get stage points depending on when and if cautions fall, depending on tires and everything. There is a lot. I'm telling you, Rod, there is a lot going on and going into this race. It's it's going to be pretty crazy. And I think that Sunday we're in for, for a pretty exciting day of so many storylines and so many different things all going on at the same time. Hey, we thought Michigan was a gigantic strategy fest. This is definitely going to put that to shame as we head into Indianapolis. But while you guys are at it and listening to us, we would appreciate it very much if you signed up for the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon with your exclusive membership you're going to get exclusive contests including the NFL Win Totals contest has got a $1000 first place prize plus besides season-long contests we also have a weekly contest just for the patreons plus you're going to get a monthly sgp stories podcast which is a completely ad-free full of behind-the-scenes stories from the sgpn plus there's even a special discord channel you get access to just for you the patrons only you can prevent corporate gambling do your part sign up today sports slash patreon that's sports slash patreon well, Cody, one of the bigger stories out of this week has been, obviously, the news of the 42 car. Noah Gragson no longer piloting that, at least for the next couple of weeks. I know that a lot of people are saying that he's done for the season, which 
by all rights and accounts, yes, he's done for the season. But yeah, there's no like, official <laughs> announcement yet as far as what's right. going on with him, right? This is still this taking a couple of races at a time. We all know the writing on the wall. We're not necessarily fooled by it. But there will be a different driver in the 42 car, one of these many road course ringers. Cody, we talked about it too over the last couple of seasons as far as the number of road course ringers have sort of substantially declined. Well, they decided to make up for it all in this race right now as we've got every road ringer <laughs> popping their head that, out of the woodwork. That is no joke, Rod. It, it is all, all, all in one week. I mean, we've got a ton of them. So, yeah, it, depending on which outlet you look at, it's, there's different reports. Jordan Bianchi dropped a story this morning. Sources are telling him Noah Gregson's been released from Legacy. Bob Pachris comes out. Some other guys come out and say he's not been released, but he's not going to race the next two races. Which, and then I think in one of those stories I saw, Legacy is advocating for his suspension to be revoked from NASCARs. I, why, why do you have the ride filled for two weeks? So I, I, I don't know. I'm sort of confused by the whole thing. I love Bob. I, I trust what Bob says. But if Jordan Bianchi drops a story, like I've yet to see him break a story and it not be true. So until that happens, I, I'm going to go with that. And I don't think that. And we talked about it yesterday on the recap show, right? I I don't think that we see Noah Gregson back in the 42 car. It will be Mike Rockefeller both this week and next week for Indy Road Course and Watkins Glen. After that, we kind of speculated yesterday. I'm sort of sad we didn't bring up Jimmy Johnson's name. Maybe he jumps in that car. He's one of the owners, right? Who knows? Obviously, we've not heard a ton from him since the, the tragedy in the family and all of that. But uh, yeah, so Rockefeller will be piloting that car. Um, he's one of the three drivers, uh, one of the two drivers that did Garage 56 uh, at Lamar with Jimmy Johnson. So obviously the relationship is there, right, with, with Johnson and, and doing that program, Johnson being an owner there. Um, he's a 31 or 39-year-old driver from Germany. He has been all over the place. Uh, he's raced in the Lamar series, the Rolex sports car, FIA GT, German Carrera Cup, Formula I'm not even going to try that word. Uh, he's won championships in DTM, Le Mans, FIA G, uh, GT Championship, the German Carrera Cup. He's won championships in all of those things. Um, he's done the 24-hour of Le Mans six or seven times here. He won it in 2010. Uh, so he's kind of been all over the place racing a lot of different things. Uh, this will be his first NASCAR start, though. I, I don't think he's started in any of the top three series. Would not expect a ton from him. Um, but we do have some other road course ringers, as you mentioned. Jensen Button, uh, former Formula One champion, going to be back in the 15 car. The real, for, the real for, uh, former Formula The real one 2009 champion. Formula One champion, despite J.J. Yaley trying to take that title from him. <laughs> um, uh, so he's in the 15 Rick Ware car. Andy Lally in the other Rick Ware car. I like some I, I should have looked into Andy Lally bets more. I, lo I love Andy Lally. Um, SVG is back in the 91 car, the Lord and savior himself, <laughs> the God of all racing. I don't even know why they're running this race. Just crown him now. Give it to him. Give him the trophy. He's going to win everything this weekend, probably by Max Verstappen lengths of, of races. Uh, we'll get into that more. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't tune out yet. Cause I don't think that's the case, but he's back in the track house. 91 car. Um, it's funny because he's the god of all racing, but he's third in the point standings in the Australian Super V8 cars. The points leader, Brody Kostecki, is going to be in the 33 car for Richard Childress Racing. 
Uh, so he's going to be in this race making his Cup Series debut. Longer odds than SVG. There's a, you know, Australian supercar guy who's been winning on their first starts here lately. Maybe look into him. I, why is there not a head-to-head with SVG and Kostecki? I'm well, a little disappointed and, and well, really honestly that there's no there's no better. We're going to get into the yeah. the SVG head-to-heads because I'm extremely disappointed at the yeah. options we have. Me too. But how how do you not pair these two guys up? Like it's the two Australian supercar guys, right? We we should again. This is why we need to start yes. our own book, Cody. This is why Jeez. we need uh, our NASCAR gambling yeah. podcast book. We'll give those kind of um, okay. Uh, Kamui Kobayashi, I believe is how you say his name. Uh, Japanese racing star is going to be in the third twenty three eleven entry. That's that sixty seven car that they fielded for Travis Pastrana, the Daytona five hundred. Um, he's going to be in that car, and yeah, I think that that covers our massive list of, of road course ringers. I guess, you know, uh, SVG wins, uh, <laughs> wins at Chicago and everybody's like, all right, sign us up. We'll do it. Well, and listen, there's 39 entries, which means that only what 36 are going to make it. So three no, drivers. They're oh, they're all in. No, they're, yeah. It's 40. The cup series is 40. There's only 36 charter cars. Well, that's true too. Okay. But they'll allow 40 to race. All right. So then there it, it should is. Should be 43 for the Daytona 500, but it's not. Blah, whatever. Uh, anyways, yeah. So we'll see everybody out there. Okay. That's that's yeah, good. They will. They will all make the race. How crazy is it going to be to watch these guys blend in, though? I mean, well, obviously we'll cover it in a little while too. But I mean, the road course ringers don't have necessarily the same sort of advantage. And I mean, listen. As much as we joked about the SVG being the Lord and Savior, and listen, if you're not part of the Discord, you need to get in there now because you definitely understand. It's not just the JDK either. I like. No, to I know, I know. It's everybody but. else too. But <laughs> there's a lot. You're going to hear a lot about SVG this mm-hmm, week. Mm-hmm. How great he is, and it's yeah. Uh, again. I have many opinions on him that will be coming up later in the show. Yeah, we'll definitely get <laughs> Stay into tuned that later. For those. <laughs> um, but no, I mean, obviously, again, with all of these these road course ringers in the mix, it, it'll be still, you know, these guys that are full time trying to fight with them as well and get points and to get and you know, again, a lot of these guys that that are road ringers have zero care in the world about points. They just want to win this race, so their strategy calls are going to be different. Obviously, like Cody said, there's not going to be any stage caution breaks, so. Everything is going to keep going until it doesn't. And so we could definitely see a ton of different strategies play out through this whole race. It is not my favorite kind of race, but we will see that happen. And um, yeah, we're in for a a, a very, very entertaining weekend, uh, in my opinion. So uh, I don't know, Cody, is there anything else that we need to cover before we start laying into some bets? Is there any last minute news um, that you want to get I to? I think that is a majority. I was trying to look and see. I think that's a majority of the the main news, at least. I mean, uh, obviously, so. the, the biggest news is the 42 car. And that was about that yeah. was about is it. And as far yeah, as betting is been, concerned. Yeah. Yeah. That's been the biggest thing. It is Briscoe, Bowman and Gibbs. They're going to do the tire test Tuesday at the Oval. Um, but. I mean, yeah, that's just just kind of a normal thing. So, I don't really see any other other pertinent news that we need to cover right this moment. Can Briscoe come in last at a tire test? Is that possible? <laughs> well, it's on a big oval, so he will. <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. What else are you gonna do? So, um, all right, let's uh, let's step away real quick, and when we come back, we'll start laying in some bets, shall we? Let's do it. All right, let's talk about parlay play. 
We're brought to you by Parlay Play. Parlay Play is a great way to get down on your favorite parlay to player props. Football season right around the corner. Parlay Play will have all of your favorite props. Parlay Play is available in a ton of states, including California and Texas, plus our good friends up north. Parlay Play is available in a bunch of provinces, provinces up in Canada. When you sign up with our code, you're going to get a sweet bonus to get started. Telling you right now, baseball is underway. You get tons of great plays over there on Parlay Play, so make sure you hit those up as well. Head over now to parlayplay.io. Use the promo code SGP for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's parlayplay.io, promo code SGP. All right, Cody. Well, as we uh, look into this Indy Road course, it is, of course, 82 laps scheduled around this 2.439 mile road course for 199.998 miles altogether. I know it says 200, but you know, what are you going to do? You can't really get it exactly when it's not exactly it. Uh, Last season, as you talked about, Tyler Reddick took this race home. He kissed the bricks, led 38 laps in that race. Uh, Pretty much a dominating day for him uh, overall. And then, of course, A.J. Allmendinger, Winning with no power steering, no cooling. Actually, this was the no cooling suit. No cooling suit race where he was dead dog tired. Uh, still, ended I up tweeted running. this out during during the race Sunday. Does does colleague just have like way more random incidents than anyone else? Like, because Ross Chastain was it Saturday in the Xfinity race? Like his cooling suit wasn't working. It's always the cooling suits aren't working. The power steering doesn't work. Brake rotors are blowing out of car. Like. It just like calling. I mean, everybody has their fair share of issues, but like calling specifically and more specifically, AJ Allmendinger, most of the time, like just so many ancillary issues that shouldn't have like the cooling suit should just work more. Like it shouldn't be failing this much or not being able to be shut off where it's running boiling water through it. Like just it's crazy how many issues calling has with that stuff, but. That's that's neither here nor there. <laughs> it is indeed. But uh, again, yes, like we said, it is going to be a fun and exciting race. And uh, we'll start diving into our bets as we always do. Because like Cody said, he's got a novel here. So we're definitely going to have to uh, allot some more time for him to get through it. But <laughs> I was going to add an Andy Lally bet because he's 16 to 1 top 10. But I looked at his recent stats in the Cup Series. They're not good. So. Yeah. We're just going to, I deleted that one. So it's, uh, <laughs> that'll save you one bet, Rod. Uh, but I'm going to start with my guy here lately, Martin Truex Jr. He is the favorite to win this race, plus 400, plus 450, depending on where you look. But I'm going to take him for a top five at minus 110, a top three at plus 160. Martin Truex Jr. is a man on freaking fire here lately. Fastest car this past week. He's been racking up wins. He cashed a 35 to one for us back at Sonoma. Um, and by the way, for s- comparisons here, I'm using road course stats, but I did not include Chicago in that because it's, again, something we'll get into in a bit. It's just so different that it's tough. I might make some references to it, but overall, like not really looking at Chicago stats here. But go back to Sonoma, 35 to one. We called him out on the show. Absolutely hit that bet. Led 51 laps that day, won the race. It was the Martin Truex Jr. of old. If you're newer to NASCAR, you've only been watching these last couple of years. We've talked about it right before. I think 2020 is when they added extra races before that. Two races a year. Martin Truex Jr. was the man on road courses. Year in and year out was so good. Elliott finally became, 
He came into the series, became good at them. And every time they went to a road course, it was Elliot and Truex. Elliot and Truex. Like, I'm pretty sure they won, like, traded off races for years. Like, nobody else won road course races besides them. So good. He's got five wins on road courses. In the last 10 uh, races this season, he's got seven top five finishes. He has 14 career top five finishes on road courses. Martin Truex Jr. has figured things out. Not only that, Toyota's figured things out. So if you go back and look at last year, we were fading Toyota so hard on road courses. They were absolute trash. Uh, I know that Christopher Bell won at the Roval because of the cardboard. I get it. Other than that, absolute trash on road courses throughout the season. Not been the case this year. It's actually almost been the opposite. Toyotas have been the best cars. Uh, they've won a majority of their road courses. I don't, who won Coda? I'm trying to remember. I can't. Rod, Rod look that up. I have to listen. Yeah. Obviously not going to count <laughs> Chicago, but uh, but they won. Oh, it was R Tyler Reddick. I was going to so, say it was Reddick. Yeah, yeah. So it was. Reddick won, won Coda and uh, Truex won Noma. So the two true road courses we've had have been won by, um, by Toyota. So they've looked very good this year. Truex is back into his old form, right? Just in general. We've talked about it. Like a completely new man this year. He's coming back next year. He's well on his way to winning the regular season title. I think he's going to have a good solid day. Does he win this race? I'm not so convinced that where his odds are. We'll talk about it in a little bit, but maybe he's not going to win. Is he going to be top five? Is he likely going to be top three? Yes, I think so on both. So give me the top five minus 110 over on Caesars. Top three plus 160 for Martin Truex Jr. I'll touch on him a little bit more later on in the show, uh, which I agree with you on all counts and even more. So we'll get there. But my first swing that I'm taking right now, uh, I'm going to grab this guy. I'm going to grab Jensen Button. I'm going to take him as a top 10. Plus 320 on Caesars for a top 10. Now I understand that uh, Jensen Button has not been a NASCAR racer for very long. In fact, he's only got two NASCAR starts in his entire racing career. Uh, both of those, of course, coming on road courses, both of them coming in the last road courses of this season. They grabbed that Formula One champion and put him behind the 15 car, which is wise. Honestly, I believe that's that's the right move to make, because if you want to make some noise, grab somebody who knows how to get around a road course. Obviously, Formula One is full of all of that. Um, and so you look at what he's done so far as a cup driver this season. He started in Austin. Uh, he started in 24th place and found his way up to an 18th place finish in his first ever NASCAR race. And you know how chaotic Coda ended up being to, uh, for everybody, let alone a guy like Jensen Button, who, by the way, could not believe how much everybody beat and banged on each other. He couldn't figure that out. He was like, holy cow, you these guys are actually hitting me. It doesn't happen in Formula One. So he had to get used to that. Found his way up to an 18th place finish. I'd say... That is very impressive for a guy, one, driving the 15 car, two, uh, making his first ever NASCAR start, and three, just in general, for a, a guy to, to finish 18th. That's only eight places outside of the top 10. Not too much work he had to do for that. Goes to Chicago. He starts in eighth place, right? He starts in eighth position, which shows to you that he's actually got speed in that 15 car on these roads slash street courses. I, I know Chicago's a different animal. I know the whole situation was different there. Um, unfortunately, he finished 21st in that one, but I'm taking my cue from his start. You know, he was able to start inside the top 10. That race gone any differently because he was part of that whole, I mean, the pit strategies were screwed up in that whole thing and every, obviously we know the race ended early and uh, uh, all that stuff that happened. Oh no, that wasn't, that was the Xfinity race. But even still, S SVG, 
tore away with that one, and it wasn't even close. But still, Jensen Button, I, he had the speed to start in eighth place. I'm taking a swing here, like I said. But a plus 320 for a Formula, a Formula One guy to roll around Indy, find his way accidentally into the top 10, I'll take it. I like the odds for it. I, I'm like I said, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a swing with that. Yeah, plus plus three twenty, I think, is a good price for it. Uh he's shown, I mean, pretty good finishes for being in a Rick Ware car. If you get some chaos, strategy pans out too, especially he could get there. Uh, I definitely am not putting it out of uh out of reach at all. So plus hey, three twenty I think is a good good to- uh Odds. Todd Gilliland finished inside the top five last year. Anything could happen. We're, we're going to get into that. Don't worry, Rod. <laughs> uh, next up for me, though, speaking of top five finishes, Kyle Larson, plus 160. The absolute disrespect this week, Rod. What Kyle Larson, week in and week out, was the favorite everywhere. Like, And we talked about it. You, know, you can't bet him when he's this low of odds. It's crazy. We go to road courses before, and he'd be like, plus 200 to win like now he's 12 to 1 this 12 to 1 to win this we're gonna get into that don't worry i don't want to get ahead of myself but plus 160 just to finish in the top five kyle fucking larson he has won a road course in this new car uh so unlike chase elliott he's actually gotten into victory lane he's got two top three finishes in this new car he finished third here in that 2021 race where he led 28 laps um since joining Hendrick in 2021, he's got seven top five finishes on road courses, and he's got a top five in seven of the last 11 races this season. Uh, it's It's been quiet. We kind of talked about that on the recap. Like It's not been the dominant Kyle Larson like you've expected. Do I think he's going to come out and just dominate every lap of this race, win it, running away? Boy, he could, actually, so maybe he will. I don't expect that to be the case like we would even last year, we kind of expected that from him, right? But plus 160, just to finish in the top five for one of the best drivers in the world, one of the best drivers on road courses, I understand that the Lord Jesus himself is in this race in the form of SVG. But Kyle Larson, top five at plus 160, so much value here. Value is the big keyword I'm going to be using a lot today. A lot of value across the board, Rod. That's why I have 8 billion bets to make this week. Hey, listen, and I'm not going to argue with you because I've got a value bet here that I absolutely love. And I could basically just tell you that the guy has finished first in the last two races and kind of end my conversation there. Chris Busher, they have him at plus 275 Caesars as a top five car. Not even, not even top three, top five at plus 275. Chris Buescher, like I said, has won the last two races. Now, granted, neither one of them were road courses. That's fine. But you want to talk about momentum? You want to talk about a guy that's running hot right now? That is Chris Buescher. But if you even look further back, the dude finished eighth place at Austin. Again, this was before his climb to glory. His finishes before that, 35th, 15th, 21st, 13th. He did finish fourth at Daytona. That was a pretty good day for him. But after that, it was a string of forgettable finishes until he ended up finishing eighth at Austin. Then he kind of went on to have some more forgettable finishes up until he gets to, uh, well, obviously Talladega. But how did he fare at the next road course they were at in Sonoma? Well, he finished fourth in that race. Again, a true road course, right? He finished fourth. Chicago, he finished 10th. But that's Chicago. I'm throwing out all of Chicago. I don't care about Chicago for anybody. Xfinity Cup, I don't care. Um, so, But he was still 10th there in Chicago, which is still not a bad finish. But 
in the two actual road course races that we've had, he was a fourth-place finisher and an eighth-place finisher. If you can finish eighth, you can finish fifth. Obviously, he's a lot hotter of a driver now, and he's doing a lot better. RFK has found the speed it needs to win races. That means that he can finish inside the top five, especially on another road course. Plus 275, Cody, for Chris Buescher to finish inside the top five. Yes, please. Absolutely. Love this bet, Rod. He's minus 160 for a top 10. I was sad because I was going to hammer that if it was minus 130 probably or less. So if you do find it, get on it big time. I had to get in on, on Chris Buescher as well. Uh, I'm going to take him to be the top four to plus 275 over on Caesars. If, if you would have told me going into this season at some point this year, Chris Buescher would be a top forward, the, the leading option for top forward at only plus 275, I'd have thought you were crazy and said I would never bet that. But how my how things have changed, Rod. We've talked about how, uh, how good they've been. Uh, and you go back and you look, since 2020, he is the second best driver in active best. Ugh, let me try that again. Since the start of 2020, active drivers, he is the second best average finish on road courses of all drivers, only to chase Elliott. 17 starts in that time, Rod. Um, he has a 10.6 average finish, four top five finishes, nine top 10 finishes. 16 of those 17 finishes have been inside the top 20. The one finish not inside the top 20, Rod, 21st. He is consistent as all hell on road courses and he's carrying off this momentum of two wins like you just talked about it everything is going in his favor everything's in the rfk favor right now love chris busher and i think you're getting good value here at plus 275 because he came finishing the top five like you said which i think he has a good shot to do he can finish in the top 10 again we've seen it right sometimes manufacturers just struggle you could still be 11th 12th 13th and maybe be the top forward in this race you look at the other Fords, Austin Sindrick, yes, he's a good road course racer, but they've not really been anywhere to be found this year. McDowell, good road course racer. Does he decide to points race instead? Your strategy changes. Maybe he doesn't get the good finish. Logano, he's not done much on road courses lately. Blaney's not done much on road courses lately. And those are the guys all 550 and less for top Ford. Then it drops from plus 550 to plus 1200. Keselowski, not good on road courses. Harvick will be middling. Maybe has a chance at a Briscoe. He's actually kind of interesting this week. Uh, almost won this race two years ago. It's his home track, all that fun stuff. He's 12 to 1, but then it really falls off. Button, Almarola, Gillen, Priest, Burton, Lally. I think he's really got a good shot to be the top four. I think at plus 275, uh, the, the number is there for a guy that's on just the tear that he's on, how they've got all the momentum, and how freaking good he's been at road court. It's insane. He has been so good. At road courses, so consistent. When we get to D, I'm claiming him right now, Rod. DFS plays like you lock and load him in there because 17 in a row he's finished 21st or better. Like hasn't got caught up in wrecks. His car was in flame. Was that the Indy road course race last year? Or was that? I, believe I think that it was. was this, yeah. Like in fire on fire on pit road, still finishes in the top 10. Insane. So I love your Chris Busher play. I'm taking him top forward plus 275 at Caesars. Then I'm also going to throw, this is kind of my one of my darts in case there's chaos. Ty Gibbs, top Toyota, 20 to 1. Originally, I was looking at him 40 to 1 to win this race. I decided to go a different way, but I think the path is there for him to possibly be the top Toyota. Now, Toyota is heavy loaded, right? Tyler Reddick, probably the best road course racer in the series right now. 
Martin Drex Jr., the guy that's on fire the most right now. Even Denny Hamlin's pretty decent. Christopher Bell, if there's cardboard on the track, could win this race. Bubba Wallace not good at, at, at road courses at all. So likely going to beat Bubba Wallace. But the path is there if any of those guys have issues. Uh, and Gibbs is a really good road course racer in his own right. Three Xfinity Series wins on road courses um, in his five starts in the Cup Series. Never worse than 26. That's not super great, but it's not bad. He did have a 10th earlier this season at Coda. So that right there, I mean, it wasn't the top Toyota, obviously. Reddick won the race, but he could put himself in position in case it gets chaotic. Like a 20 to 1, the number's right for uh, for a little sprinkle on, on Ty Gibbs. I mean, listen, he can find his way up there. Obviously, everybody's high on his potential. So what better way to start building toward that than to put good finishes together as he finishes? And now, I mean, he's building toward a playoff run, too. So obviously, he needs the points as well, and he needs to be able to start thinking about positioning himself in the postseason. So can't argue with you on that aspect. All right, tugging at the heartstrings on this one, and I'm going with AJ. I'm going to take AJ as a top three car at plus 550. I like the value here on Superbook because, again, as we talk about with AJ Allmendinger, the dude goes through so much. And now I get that a lot of times it's not really in his favor, but he muscles through more often than not. He's actually won this race, obviously, last year, uh, which kind of, I mean, uh, two years ago, rather. Which, two years ago. Yeah, yep. it, which points you into the direction of, I mean, he can do it on this track. I mean, he knows how to do it on this track. Um, last year, he finished seventh place here after starting 20th. Again, and he led three laps in this race as well, which, again, was tough considering the fact that there was not a lot of leaders. There was only nine total lead changes all race long. So for him to be able to find his way up and lead, that was, uh, that was a miraculous thing. And that this was, his, this was his heating or his cooling suit not working um, and still finishing seventh in this race. You saw him afterwards just dead dog tired, all sorts of craziness. But um, again, still finished seventh in that race after 20th, after starting 20th and not having a cool suit. What if he had a cool suit? It probably wouldn't have made too much of a difference. But I'm telling you right now, him starting a little bit better than 20th would have definitely catapulted him in at least a top three. And the fact that you're getting him at five and a half to one for a top three finish, it's a guy that you know holds a lot of records on road courses in the Xfinity series. No, it's not the Xfinity Series. Uh, but as far as uh, A.J. Allmendinger here in the Cup Series on, on road courses, 35 total starts, 17 top 10s, 7 top 5s, 2 wins. Again, it's just uh, really uh, great for him to be able to get around this. Now, okay, I get it that he didn't have a good day in Austin. He started 7th, finished 34th, but that crash <laughs> took him out. That was frustrating because he definitely had a shot, I think, to finish inside the top 3 on that one. And then... Turnaround at Sonoma, he finished sixth. But we also know that at Sonoma, I was there. I watched it happen. There's a lot of strategy that played out on that one as well that gave a couple of the cars uh, a nod above him. So a sixth-place finish at Sonoma, I, I think he can improve. I think he, this is a track where he knows how to get around and he knows all the twists and turns. I think a top three for him is well within his reach. Uh, so I'm going to take him at plus 550. Yeah, I think there are such good odds like that, like – Plus 550 for a guy that is so good at road courses. Uh, this is a great bet. He doesn't even have to win the race to cash this. So I think this is a good call by you. I'm going to jump in. I, I've got an Almondinger bet here as well. Um, I've got AJ Almondinger over SVG plus 100 over on Caesars. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get on my soapbox here, sit back, and enjoy this, Rod. 
I'm going to start with, first of all, I don't hate SVG. Absolutely incredible what the guy did coming to NASCAR, winning the first race, used to driving on the right side of the car, shifting with his left hand, has to drive on the left side of the car, shift with his right hand. The footwork was beautiful. It was all great. Winning your first ever start, no matter what, I, I don't care if they put him in Jimmy Johnson's car or in the middle of the five chance. Like, it doesn't matter. Super freaking impressive. Absolutely it deserves every accolade for doing that. But that was the first time these guys had ever been on a street course, Rod, which is different from a – it's not the same thing as a road course. It is so much – it is massively different from a road course. It's They're not the same thing. Our guys had never been on them. A few guys, A.J. Allmendinger's run some street courses, stuff like that. I get it. In a whole, our guys had not done street courses before. Completely different thing going into it. Um, and that's what he's comfortable with. That's what they run a lot. They do run road courses as well. I understand that, yes. But we've heard it from Jensen Button. We've heard it from uh, Jordan Taylor. We've heard it from Kiki, uh, Kimi Raikkonen. We've heard it from the list goes on, the list goes on. When they get to these road courses, they don't expect this kind of racing. Everybody was on pins and needles at Chicago. They didn't know what was going to happen. We had the weather. Everything was crazy. Everybody played that race so conservatively. We had that one big pileup. Other than that, everybody was pretty just tame in that race. Not, we've talked about it. They've had two races here, Rod. They've been complete and utter chaos, both of them. The JDK's argument in the, in the, <laughs> Uh, in the Discord is he's just going to be the fastest car in practice, fastest car in qualifying, no cautions. He's going to max Verstappen and win the race. If you think that's going to happen, 16-1 to 1 is probably the best odds you're going to get him. I'm telling you right now, he's going to come out. He's going to be fast in practice. He's going to qualify well. He's going to look good. And all week, all you're going to hear is SVG, SVG, S. Oh, SVG, bless us with your presence. Come to NASCAR next year. You can have whatever car you want. It's so great. Okay cool but in the race it's going to be a different story our guys are comfortable on road courses they don't want to get embarrassed chase elliott said it other guys said it he embarrassed them they don't want to get embarrassed they're not going to give him a break they're going to race him hard they're going to get rough with him he is going to end up spun around at least one time maybe two times maybe five times he will be facing the wrong direction multiple times throughout this race things will not be easy for him He's still going to be impressive. They're going to show his footwork. They're going to have the camera. It's going to look great. He's going to be putting down fast laps. Everything's going to be wonderful. He is not going to win this race. A top 10, I think, would be a, would be a solid day for him. I think he's going to be 10th to 15th is my prediction. All that being said, if he is this Lord Jesus Savior, everybody thinks he is, he's going to come and win this race. How come we can't get him matched up against Martin Truex or Tyler Reddick or Kyle Larson or Kyle Busch? or anybody that's actually really good at these road courses, A.J. Allmendinger, the exception, of course, because he is good. And you're getting A.J. Allmendinger at plus money. Kidding me, Rod. So all those nice things I said about SVG, but this is different. It's, it's, not, it's not going to be as easy for him here when he's coming to more of an equal playing ground as it was for when he, we went. Yes, he came to our country and in our cars, but we were almost on his playing ground for where we were at. It's so much different here. Tune back in for the truck race. Because if we get any head-to-heads against him in the truck race, I will take any and every one of them. He's not even going to finish that race. i tell you that right now. That's going to be exciting because that's his first ever oval start on asphalt. 
We'll get into that on Thursday's Truck Series episode. So definitely come back for that one. Yeah. But AJ Allmendinger, plus 100. First of all, you're getting plus money. The all-time leading Xfinity Series road course winner. 12 times he's won. He's won in the 47 car in the Cup Series. He's won in the 16 car in the Cup Series. He's won at this track before in the Cup Series. Last year, he won here in the Xfinity Series. He's going to be on this race track Saturday in the Xfinity Series, getting more reps in. A.J. Allmendinger gets good, solid finishes all the time. Um, five of the last six road courses, he's been inside the top nine. Coda being that outlier where he got caught up in that wreck, like you mentioned. If he gets caught up in a wreck and doesn't catch this, okay. If it's the other way around, though, and SVG gets caught up in the wreck, I'm telling you that's what's going to happen. So that's why, you know, it's and maybe AJ doesn't have power steering or a cool suit or brakes, or there could be a lot of things that go wrong on AJ's side. I'd have rather had a different matchup, but I still love AJ over him, plus 100 over on Caesars. All of that to say, AJ Allmendinger over SVG, plus 100. Book it. SVG will not finish better than 10. You know, it's just as if it's like when you're playing any other sport and you get film on somebody. You you know, you, you don't know what you don't know when they start to do whatever they do against you for the first time. But once you can go back and watch the film, once they can go back and study what SVG did, now there's no secrets anymore. Now there's nothing that he that he's going to do that they haven't either seen or can predict that he's going to do. I mean, uh, there's not a whole lot of of stuff you can do when it comes to racing as far as you know, a different line, especially on Indianapolis. He's never been there either. So, you know, yeah, you're right. They're on equal playing ground there at Chicago, but definitely not here. He doesn't have that same sort of luxury. And these guys all know now that he's a threat. So you're right. They won't give him a little bit more room. They won't open up a line for him if he's coming through. They're going to know that they are going to cut him off and, and make his day a little rougher than it needs to be. So I'm with you on that one. Uh, all right, my I have a matchup as well, and mine is uh, Michael McDowell over Austin Sindrick. This is at minus 110 over on Superbook. This one's a little, I, I get it. I know that Sindrick's probably going to be a darling for a lot of people going into this race. I mean, given the fact that he did finish sixth at Austin, he did finish second at Sonoma. I mean, I'm sorry, he finished 25th at Sonoma, but he turned around and finished sixth at Chicago, rather, uh, but again, I mean, Austin Sindrick has had really kind of a, a season to forget. His average finish this year is 20.9 altogether. Now, again, he popped his head up at a couple of road courses, did pretty well at those. But he had a 12-place finish at Michigan, but I don't know that he probably should have had that. It was, a, it was sort of one of those ones where you look up at the scoreboard and you go, oh, he was in 12th, okay, because you don't remember seeing him anywhere in the mix uh, all day long. 26th at Richmond, 23rd at Pocono, 25th at Loudoun, right? Just a, a, a slew of, of finishes that aren't really all that great. Like I said, a 25th place at Sonoma as well. Um, on this track in particular, though, he's uh, he's had two good solid finishes, which is why a lot of people are going to be on him this, this week. And he's going to be uh, on because he was second place last year in the two-car. And then he actually ran the, the 33 car uh, in 2021 and finished ninth. And that was a, a one in which he was not even a full-time cup driver, yet he was still in the Xfinity Series uh, chugging around there. So two good, solid top 10 finishes for Austin Sindrick, whereas Michael McDowell, right, he crashed out of the 2021 race in that 34 car, finished 30th. That's a tough go for him, but he did start 12th. He started somewhere near that top 10, so he had speed on the day, uh, and he led a lap 
in that race as well. Uh, but last year, he started seventh, finished eighth in this race as well. So he also has speed. Looking back at what he's done on road courses, he finished 12th at Austin. Eh, kind of not as good as Cindric, obviously, but he did finish seventh in Sonoma. A really good run for him. He did lead a lap. He did start third in that race. Looked pretty good all day long in Sonoma. Uh, Chicago came back and uh, finished seventh as well. So two good, solid top 10 finishes for Michael McDowell on these road slash street courses. Whereas again, Austin Cindric, it's it's been a tough season for him overall. Um, and he just pops his head up uh, for a couple of good finishes for uh, uh, Michael McDowell. His average finish this season, 18.7. He's had four bad runs in a row, right? Uh, 24th at Michigan, 22nd at Richmond, 19th at Pocono. But if anybody's going to bounce back, I do believe that it's Michael McDowell more than Austin Cindric. So give me that uh, matchup. Give me the McDowell side of it at minus 110. Yeah, I no arguments from me here. I know that Cindric has had a couple of good road course finishes, but I don't trust him. And McDowell has proven to be good on road courses each and every time. Go with the guy you can trust. I think that that's the right call. And it's only minus 110. It's not, you're not paying juice. It's not way juiced up or anything like that. So I do like it. Next up for me, Rod. Everybody's sleeping a little bit on Ross Chastain this week, but not me. I'm not sleeping on the watermelon man. Been a while since I bet on him, but I'm kind of feeling it this week. I'm going to take him over on Superbook to win Group C. He's up against uh, the aforementioned Michael McDowell, Daniel Suarez, his teammate, and his other teammate, Mr. SVG. I've already made my case against SVG. Uh, Daniel Suarez. Uh, he'll probably be okay in this race, but uh, man, he's just, I know he won at Sonoma last year. I get it. I don't trust him to get me a good finish. You're going to put him up against his team. I mean, this is which track house car is going to finish better in a group. And then you toss McDowell. In. But if you're telling me, if you give me all three track house cars, which one's going to finish better? How is it not Ross Chastain? I, uh, to me, that just, it doesn't make sense. McDowell, I do agree with you. Probably will have a good run. I'm expecting to Ross to have a really good run, though. And I think a plus 290, if you're telling me he's going to, if I have to pick one track house car to go head to head with McDowell, if you want to look at it that way almost, at plus 290, I think that the odds are there. Um, uh, so all three track house cars have won races now at road courses over the last year, right? Uh, Ross won at Coda, and, and then Suarez won at Sonoma, SVG won at Chicago. So they're obviously fast, good cars. Obviously, you can make that case for all three of them being in this group, but I still think that Ross is the best driver out of them. The probably the, I guess, between him and Suarez, who's the most experienced, but Ross has definitely got the better results. Um, he had three top 10 finishes in the number 42 car on road courses. And since coming to the number one car with Trackhouse, five of seven road course races, he's finished in, uh, he's finished inside of the top 10 in five of seven. So, he finished 10th at Sonoma earlier this season, 4th at Coda. He has been looking good. Uh, and again, he's coming off a 7th place finish last week. Had a nice run, started up near the front. I know Trackhouse has been a little quiet lately, but uh, Chastain has, has proven to be a good road course racer. And I think that over this group of these three other guys, uh, I'll take him at plus 290 over on Superbook. And then another uh, longer shot dart I want to throw out there in case chaos breaks out. Saw this happen last year. Todd Gillen, top 10, plus 750 over on Caesars. You said it before, Rod. He finished fourth here last year. 
Case in point, things can happen at this track and Gillen can get a good finish. He also finished 10th earlier this season at Coda. So he can get good finishes, was running extremely, extremely well at Watkins Glen last year. Actually, some strategy had him out front. He wasn't going to to be in the front once the strategy panned out, but ended up having a problem. I don't remember if he was a brake road or something blue while he was leading the race at that point and, and his day was over, but was likely on his way to a top 10 finish that day. He's proven he can get top 10 finishes twice already on road courses in his short two-year career here, uh, once this year even, and once on this track. So what more do you need from him? Plus 750, I think that that's a, a good line for Todd Gillen, just in case shit does kind of hit the fan a little bit. It's a fun swing to take. I mean, again, you're rooting for Todd Gillen, and in very few weeks are you actually doing that. So uh, definitely like that at plus 750. Um, all right, I my my last one for before the winners I'm going to take the race to go overtime. The yes on this one on Caesars is at plus 225. I say that because the last two races of this iteration, and Mitch is my maybe they're going to get rid of it altogether is because of the chaos that goes down on this track, uh, have gone into overtime. Obviously, there is 82 scheduled laps uh, in this race, right, overall. Uh, but last year's race went 86 laps. The, the year before that, went 86 laps as well. So both of them have actually gone over this. Uh, I'm sorry, that's not 86. The one before that went, uh, for the love of God, Rod, hold on, 90-some-odd uh, laps is really what it ended up being. Uh, I apologize. Again, you guys know this by now. My tabs are always open and nothing ever happens right. So, yeah, I went 95 laps uh, the year before that. I understand that we are running a different type of race now where we're not doing stage breaks and we're not doing the, the caution laps for that as far as uh, stopping the race, which is why like Sonoma and Austin have kind of gone on schedule and haven't necessarily gone into overtime. But this race is poised for chaos. Um, in that 2022 race, we had a couple of long green flag stretches, right? From 1 to 16, we had from 20 to 36, we had 17 laps in there. 40 to 61, we had 22 laps in there. And then uh, 65 to 77, we had 13. But long about lap 80, people get a little bit dicey on this track. And they brought out the caution. Uh, they brought out one caution, then they brought out another caution, which forced overtime in that. Same can be said for that 2020-21 race, uh, where we had a 16-lap green flag run to start the race. And then we had 17 in there. We had a 30 uh, lap green flag run race there but long about lap 79 that 79 80 lap that's when people start to get a little bit dicey that's where we had the one that brought out everybody where uh the 15 the 18 the 20 the 22 24 37 almost everybody got caught up in that wreck and then a couple of laps later on lap 90 we had another multi-car accident which uh forced another overtime so yes there are there i think there is overtime to be had in this race altogether because like i said i know that the we're going to stretch things out we're going to we're going to have uh, a lot of strategy calls but when this field gets bunched up because of it and lap 80 starts to hit i don't know what it is about lap 80 on this track but people get dicey uh, last couple of laps fighting for position so uh, like i said i like the plus money on on the yes because again it's happened the last two years in a row 
I feel like with the way these guys have been racing this year, they ain't cutting any corners. So uh, I think we're going to get a couple of late cautions that are going to send this into overtime. So plus 225 on that one. Yes, I'll take it. It's happened in 100% of races on this track so far. So, I mean, uh, you know, the odds are, are ever in your favor. I think the number is just right, too. Obviously, we talked about it last year. Uh, things went fairly clean until they didn't. But uh, over time, I mean, at that number, we've seen it on road courses, especially lately. Don't remind me about the Xfinity race a couple weeks ago. Uh, but, yes, I'm sure that we'll be cashing most of these bets. Overtime will happen. You'll hit that bet, and it'll probably be the only bet we hit. But uh, that's okay. <sighs> Rod, breaking news. I've added one more bet because I'm allowed to do so because I make some of the rules that happen here. <laughs> nice. And uh, the guys in the Discord having a nice conversation. Shout out to our guy, uh, Dos Flacos317. Uh, he's talked to me into betting on Mr. Chase Briscoe. I'm going to take him top forward at plus 1400. So uh, I gave out Busher plus 275. I think he's the favorite for a good reason. Made the case why some of the other forwards might not be good. Briscoe has been good, though, here. this Again, this is a home track for him. He's an Indianapolis kid. This is going to be his last chance to win on the road course before they switch to the Oval. Um, the SHR being slow thing is not going to be a factor here. More like a short track, right, where you don't need as much speed and power and stuff. He's laps in both races uh, that they've run here the last two seasons. Like we talked about before, could have maybe almost won this race. Ends up going out of bounds, gets black flagged. And him and Hamlin get together, which at the time was pretty hilarious. Uh, but I, and uh, like Dos, Dos Flacco said here, uh, he was right with Reddick. Reddick won both stages last year, but Briscoe was right on his tail in both of them. Uh, he ended up getting caught up in that big wreck at the end where it cost a bunch of guys, right? And that's why guys like Gillen end up getting that good finish. But uh, I think that Briscoe can put himself in position, probably wants this race more than any other race out there. Uh, so yeah, Chase Briscoe top forward plus fourteen hundred. That's gonna be we're gonna add that to the card. I will take it. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of the card, we'll put some winners on that card. But let's step away and introduce you to a show that we love on the network. Hey everybody, if you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Fantasy Football Channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. All right, well, somebody is going to win the final race at the Indy Road Course. Cody, uh, I see here that I have to keep scrolling to find yours. So it's here. Uh, you're, I'm going to let you go first today, Rod. Oh, you're going to let me honest. go first? Yep. Oh, look at you. You're so kind. I'm preparing my speech over here. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> I'm starting out with Truex. Obviously, Cody talked about it earlier. He is four and a half to one on this uh, track. And, and look, by all rights and accounts, Martin Truex Jr. probably should have won in Michigan last week. Martin Truex Jr. won at Sonoma. Martin Truex Jr. is a guy that has turned an entire season around. He is feeling it right now. And, and, and you, when you get into the zone like this, you know, and you just look at Chris Buescher, right? Won back-to-back -back races uh, just now. Kevin Harvick did it last season where he won back-to-back -back races. I mean, Martin was 
puppy dogging it at the end of Michigan. He knew he had speed. He knew that he was about a lap or two away from actually taking that race himself. And he's not going to want to lose this race this week. He's already got a road course win, like we said, this season. So he's tasted victory lane. He's tasted some wine. Now he'll taste whatever they have. Oh, he'll taste the bricks at the end of this race. Uh, and milk, and, right? Do they do they drink milk? For I don't know at the end of the road course. I know yeah. that they did at the end of the oval, but I don't. I don't remember Truex Whatever. drinking any milk last year. Um, but like I said, a four and a half to one, it's still not bad for Martin Truex Jr. to win this race. That's actually pretty pretty decent odds uh, for that to happen. And and if this was like I don't know plus two seventy something, plus two thirty, uh, or plus three hundred, maybe maybe not so much of a stab. But plus 450 seems like a pretty good price for a guy that has already got a road course win and is one of the hottest guys on the planet right now. So, uh, And then my longer shot, Superbook actually has A.J. Allmendinger 20 to 1. That's a, that's a pretty decent price for me to be able to take a stab at A.J. Allmendinger. We talked a lot about him earlier in the, in the show. Just the simple fact that he actually does have a win on this track already. He knows how to get around it. He's really pissed off at this point. Like, he's not having a very good season. So... A win at the Indy Road Course would go a long way in making him feel a little bit better about the way this season's gone. And you got to think that as this race started to approach for A.J. Allmendinger, there was more and more urgency for him to come out and get a road course win because, obviously, they want one. They they were, Chicago was chasing after one in the Xfinity Series, and that didn't happen. Uh, so they definitely want one here where they know they can get it. So A.J. Allmendinger, again, at 20-1, to 1, is about as solid of a long shot as you can get uh, here on this slate. Yeah, I I think AJ is a, is a good call out. Oh, it's hard for me to bet him to win just because everything seems to go wrong. That's why I was a little hesitant on him in the head-to-head, but it was the best option I could find, so I went with it. Um, but I think, I think he is going to have a good finish, so he can have himself in the conversation for sure. I think at those odds, it's a good call. Truex, I, I can't argue against Truex. I made the case for him to be in the top three, to be in the top five. Odds are a little shorter than maybe I would like, but hard to argue with it. Uh, and, and so I, I don't normally do this, Rod, but I'm going to give out five winners this week. And I don't, I'm not trying to go all dirty modo on you here and tell you to bet the five favorites in this race and somehow pretend that you can come out positive from that. But I, I think that when you look at these odds, they're just... It's almost like the books don't know what to do. I don't, it's, they're confused and, and I don't know, but it, it makes there's so much value on the board. I'm not giving you anyone shorter than 12 to 1 to win this race. Just to look at the odds board and, and why I think it's set up this way. Truex at plus 450. He's the absolute un, you know, unmatched favorite for everyone at all these books, which is kind of surprising. Tyler Reddick is plus 600. I know his pit crew is likely not going to secure a wheel and it's going to cost him, but. Man, plus 600, like a little bit tempting, but didn't do it. Chase Elliott, a guy we have not mentioned, the road course king, Rod. Hasn't won a road course. He should have won three of them last year and got fucked on all of them. Usually I bet him on road courses. I I hesitated to even speak his name. I'm hoping by not betting on him, maybe he'll have a good day. But after that, that's where the odds jump all the way to 12 to 1. You got guys like Christopher Bell. You got guys like SVG. Brody Kostecki, blah, okay. But Kyle Larson, I said it earlier, Rod. Why The disrespect to leave Kyle freaking Larson at 12 to 1 on a road course? Are you kidding me? I don't, I, I mean, I shouldn't even have to say anything else. 
It's Kyle Larson on a road course, 12 to 1. Go bet it. Kyle Bush also 12 to 1 on a road course. Wherever Tyler Reddick was good last year, Kyle Bush has been good. Uh, his crew chief has got something figured out at the road courses. He knows how to set these cars up. Let's go back and look at the last three road courses we've been on. Second place at Sonoma. Second place at Coda. Third place last year at the Roval in his last uh, in a Toyota and their shit season, all that. like Everything was going wrong for him at that time. He still finished third. Kyle Busch has been getting really close to a win on road courses. I think it might come this week at 12 to 1. You can't pass up on it. Chris Busher, Rod, three wins in a row is going to be a tough, tall order. It's only 20 to 1, but talked about it earlier. Got the second best average finish of anyone, any active driver. Clint Boyer, for some reason, is in there. I think he must have only had two races or something, a good finish. But second finish, active driver finish on road courses, only to Chase Elliott on road courses. He's on fire right now. We're making the case about how Martin Truex Jr. is on fire. There's only one guy more on fire than Truex is right now. He's still 20 to 1. Chris Busher, give it to me. <laughs> this next one I'm sort of hesitant on. But Denny Hamlin, Rod, uh, he's at 22 to 1 over on Bet365. The only one of these that I didn't find on Superbook, the rest of them all at Superbook. Uh, his best odds, 22 to 1 over on Bet365. It's uh, It's been interesting at, at road courses for Hamlin. He's not finished better than 13th in the last eight road course races, so that doesn't necessarily go to my to my point of, of how this could go. However, he's got two straight pole race, to, uh, pole awards on road slash street courses because I'm going to count this one time. I'm going to bring Chicago into it. Won the pole at Chicago, won the pole at Sonoma. We've seen how fast Tyler Reddick has been. He's obviously gotten some lessons. He's taken some notes. Denny Hamlin, I think a 22 to one for as talented as he is, is the guy who could get it done. He does have a road course win in his, in his history at Watkins Glen. He's got 13 top five finishes on road courses. I think a 22 to one Denny's worth a sprinkle there. And finally, Rod, everybody's sleeping on him, but not me. I will post a video of me smashing a watermelon in my driveway. When Ross Chastain wins this race on Sunday at 25 to one, give me Ross Chastain. Talked about him earlier. Top 10 finishes in both road courses so far this season. One last year at Coda. We know he can get it done. We know he's a good road course driver. Good finishes in the 42. Good finishes in the one. The track house cars are obviously good on road slash street courses. Ross Chastain, 25 to 1. I know it's five different winners. I get it. You got to break your units up and, and bet it appropriately. But they're all 12 to 1 or more. So it's not... I'm not telling you to bet on somebody at plus 150 and plus 250 and plus three. They're all longer shots. They're all guys who could easily win this race. A little bit of a stretch on the Hamlin one, I think. He's, he's the farthest stretch, but for the talent he has, for the ability we know he has, he can get it done. Uh, and he almost won this race two years ago. That's the other thing I left out of that part. He, he was going to win the race and until black flagged Chase Briscoe wrecked him and cost him that win. This could be his redemption story for it. He's trying to go for that regular season championship. It's pretty much down to Truex and Hamlin at this point. Byron, he was talking about it on his podcast this week. Byron's pretty far back, and it would be tough for him to get there. Hamlin can still catch Truex. He's going to be trying to. I think he shows up. Uh, so, again, I know it's a bigger winner card, but 
There is so much value. I said it earlier in the show. Value, value, value. There's value in all these guys. Again, you split it up appropriately, you're going to come out positive if one of these guys hits. Uh, and I think there's a really good chance. You're getting guys like Kyle Larson and Kyle Busch at 12 to 1, Rod. Absolutely insane. It should not be that long. Way too good to pass up on these bets. Uh, I'm feeling really, really good about this card. It is a stacked card indeed. So get out your pen and paper because we are going to go over that one more time for you. I'm, I'm going to go take a nap. Yeah, I was going to say, Cody's <laughs> Cody's going to go take a break here real quick. Uh, all right, he started you out, though, with Martin Truex Jr. as a top five car at minus 110 and then a top three car at plus 160. I said that Jensen Button was going to find his way into the top 10 at plus 320. Cody gave you Kyle Larson as a top five car at plus 160. I said Chris Buescher would be a top five car as well at plus 275. And then Cody followed that up with Chris Buescher as the top Ford at plus 275. And then sprinkle a little something on Briscoe as the top Ford as well at 14 to 1. And then Ty Gibbs as the top Toyota at 20 to 1. I said AJ Allmendinger would be a top three car at plus 550. Cody gave you Ross Chastain to win Group C, which was over MCD, SVG, and Suarez at plus 290, and then tossed in Todd Gilliland as a top 10 car at plus 750. I said Michael McDowell would finish better than Austin Sindrick at minus 110. Cody said that A.J. Allmendinger would finish better than SVG at plus 100. I said that the race would indeed go into overtime at plus 225, and then I said that Martin Truex Jr. would win this race at plus 450, and A.J. Allmendinger at 20 to 1 as well. Then Cody gave you Kyle Larson at 12 to 1, Kyle Busch at 12 to 1, Chris Busher at 20 to 1, Denny Hamlin at 22 to 1, and Ross Chastain at 25 to 1 to win this race. Of course, it is the Verizon 200 at the Brickyard at Indianapolis Motor Speedway Road Course. A lot of fun to be had there. A lot of bets to cash, man. That is, like I said, a very stacked card. Make sure you jump in the Discord if you missed any and all of that uh, because we will help you go over <laughs> that card at. Uh, at our leisure, at your leisure as well. Yeah, it's. Uh, I know there's a lot in there, but kind of our our bankroll is a little inflated right now after last week, and uh, feeling good about a lot of these bets. There's also just some uh, again value is my thing this week. Like some really good plus money bets in here. You hit one or two of these, and it's going to cover the ones you miss. Like, are you going to hit you know the top Ford and the top Toyota at long shots and the top tens at long shots? Probably not going to hit all of them, but if you can hit one or two of them, it's going to give you a positive week. Obviously, then you've got your you know your smaller numbers, the Truex top fives. Those are the ones you get invested in on heavier. You know how to do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I'm feeling really good about this, and I think we're going to have a good week again. Though. I'm telling you, it's a pick show. It'd be boring if we didn't give you picks. So that's right. Yeah, uh, that's what we're here for. Give you picks. Exactly. And Can't say we never think. give you enough picks. Oh, like yeah. that one guy did before the season started. Sucks to be him. Oh, I know. Well, he missed out on a hell of a weekend, too, last weekend. But um, All right. Well, that'll wrap it up for our Indy part of it. That'll wrap it up for the NASCAR part of it. If you are so inclined, as we always do now at the end of these Tuesday shows, stick around. We will have some SRX bets for you because it is another Thursday night thunder. So we're going to have those accordingly. Um, but, yeah, if this is you, if this is it for you, Thanks for listening. We'll we'll catch don't, you guys. Don't tune out. But don't Stay tune around. Out. It's Thursday Night Thunder on ESPN. Seriously, Rod. don't. Don't. This don't has do been it. some good racing it has. every week. We're back for more. They're going to be on dirt this week. Going to Eldora Speedway uh, in Rossburg, Ohio. 
This is a half-mile high-banked clay dirt oval. Uh, Tony Stewart actually owns this. He owns the series. And he's the favorite in this race, Rod. Interesting, interesting. interesting. But all, all does kind of make sense in a way. Uh, Tony Stewart is obviously entered in this race. Chase Briscoe, we just talked about from the Cub Series. He's going to be racing in this one. A dirt specialty guy, right? Ryan Newman is back. Brad Keselowski is back. Austin Dillon coming over to race some dirt. I like it. Marco Andretti. Matt Kenseth, going to see a, a sighting from him. Not a guy we see very much of anymore. Kenny Schrader is back, thanks to uh, Paul Tracy not being in the <laughs> race. Bobby Labonte, of course. Haley Deegan, Tony Kanan, and Ron Caps. Uh, I believe he's he's drag racer, right? Yeah, and uh, yeah, because yeah. he's for yeah Tony the Tony Stewart connection for that drag racing. Yeah, that's what it is. So yeah, yeah, the legendary uh, yeah NHRA twenty. Oh yeah, he's the defending NHRA world champ world series funny car world champion wow that's a lot of words but See, that's all of that fast. stuff so that's your lineup uh we got some some just a couple of quick bets for you uh let's see we're gonna show we probably should lead off with them i have one matchup matchups this week are kind of eh. i don't love all of them but ryan newman is plus 210 to tony stewart at minus 260 uh just because of the value in that like you got to give me ryan newman there plus 210 um it, uh, Tony Stewart obviously owns this track. He owns a series. He's a dirt guy for going way back. All of that, I get it. I understand he's favored to win this race, but Tony Stewart has been really not impressive throughout this season. We're three, four races into this already, and I've not seen much from Tony that really makes me want to bet on him. I definitely would not bet him as the favorite at plus, plus 150. I thought last week was going to be the week. I put a bet out there on him. Didn't see it. Um, and I still think that Tony will probably be better than Newman in this race, but things can happen. The cars are still equal. Newman has been very good on the on the uh, oval, you know, paved track so far this season. Why couldn't he get it done on a dirt track? I think at this type of number, probably really if you're getting almost anyone at a plus 210 against anyone else in a series where all the cars are literally as equal as they possibly can be, and then you're getting a good driver who's gotten good results. So give me Ryan Newman over Tony Stewart. That's going to be my one head-to-head this week. Plus 210, just too juicy to pass up on. Yeah, Tony's best finish was third place a couple of weeks ago at the uh, Motor Mile. But outside of that, a couple of seventh-place finishes. And he started off with a 11th-place finish next to last in this series uh, in the first race of the year. So, yeah, I'm on you. Ryan Newman's been a lot better in this instance. And so has Brad Kozlowski, honestly, uh, in this series. He's actually done very well for himself. He's running a full-time schedule. Full-time schedule has only eight races in this. But uh, he's running the full. He's running for the points championship in this one. He came in second place to Kyle Busch last week. And, I mean, look, Kyle Busch obviously kind of ran away. But Brad was chasing him down there at the end. It almost felt like one more caution and Brad could have maybe gotten that one as well. Uh, Brad Keselowski finished fourth place the week before, uh, but that's the last couple of weeks he's been picking up some steam. He finished tenth uh, in the second race over uh, over at Stafford and ni- or ninth in the first race at Stafford. But now he's starting to get the feel of this. Now he's starting to get some some ground underneath him in these cars, and he's starting to figure out how to actually uh, race these SRX cars, which is a completely different animal from NASCAR. His team's been one of the hottest in NASCAR. He's been driving very well over there. Kind of when you drive cars and you drive them well, sort of translates into whatever you're driving. Uh, but I've got him over Marco Andretti at minus 130. Marco Andretti, for whatever reason, last week, and it, it was a good strategy. It paid off for the most part. 
He hung back pretty much the entire race, uh, climbed his way, saved his tires to a fourth-place finish. But Brad Keselowski finished second in that, which finished better than uh, Andretti. Andretti, uh, the, a couple of weeks before, Brad Keselowski finished fourth. Andretti finished ninth. So the last couple of weeks, like I said, as Keselowski's been kicking up steam, uh, Andretti's sort of been falling off. Andretti had a third-place finish in the second running of Stafford, which was pretty good. Um, but he also had a sixth-place finish at the first Stafford race. So, again, Andretti, he's been a consistent driver on this court, on this uh, uh, circuit, rather. But, again, and, and now it's a dirt track, right? Which is Andretti's not necessarily his strong suit coming from the open-wheel racing world. And Kazowski at least has been on uh, Bristol dirt at least once this year. So, uh, can can get around dirt better, I think, than Andretti. Give him the nod there. So I'll take Kozlowski over Andretti at minus 130. I will say that that Stewart did win this race in 2021 when they came here. Andretti was seventh, so not very impressive from him. Uh, but Stewart won a lot of races that year, and things have not been going so good for him. So I, I do really like that matchup. I think Kozlowski, again, not a big dirt guy necessarily, but in this car, the way he's been running, uh, man, he's got momentum in his favor too, as far as the Cup Series side of things and everything. So I like it. Going over to Winners Rod, Chase Briscoe, four to one, should not be four to one. Every race we've seen so far has been a Cup Series guy coming in, taking it. Ryan Newman, I guess, got one in there, but Chase Briscoe, four to one. He's a dirt specialist, right? Big dirt guy, sprint cars, late models, does it all. Ran very good at Bristol Dirt earlier this season. I expect him to be really good. I was shocked. He's four to one. I think you definitely get in on this bet. Uh, I really, really expect Briscoe to win this at four to one. And then I'm going to throw out Austin Dillon. It's kind of my longer shot. Again, keeping in the theory of Cup Series regulars have been coming in and doing extremely well in this series. Seven to one. Dillon has actually been pretty good in the truck series in the past. Has a win at Eldora in the truck series on dirt. Um, and so I think that that Austin Dillon at seven to one is a another good option. Again, the the guy, the current Cup Series drivers. Getting them at four to one and seven to one, I think are really good options and, and plays into your pick as well, Ron. It does play into my pick, which is Brad Kozlowski. I talked about him sort of chipping away, chipping away, right? I mean, he finished second to Kyle Busch last week, and I really do believe that he's gotten the hang of this now. I feel like he's starting to get to the point where he's comfortable, and uh, no Kyle Busch in this one, correct? So uh, we, I mean, path is cleared for Brad Kozlowski at seven to one to win this race. I mean, again, I know it's dirt, but on Bristol Dirt, he finished 11th, 11th, and 17th. Now, of course, it wasn't that good for him this year, uh, but he did start 33rd on that. So for him to climb up his way to uh, to 17th place, not bad this season. Again, I know it's not a direct comparison, but uh, for Brad Kozowski, he's getting around. He's figuring this car out. I think the team is getting closer to putting him in the winner's circle. I think this is the week that it gets done. And like I said, it's 7-1, to one. You gotta love it, man. Seven to one for Brad Kozlowski to win a race. That that's that's pretty damn good. So I'll take that as well. Um, to yeah, to close out my SRX card. Yeah, no, I like it. I think that uh, yeah, you made really good points. I think that uh, we got some got some good picks for Thursday Night Thunder here. I love it, and I mean I love it because that's been sort of a uh, extra way for us to get in on some good picks as well. So. Uh, tossing that one in and, and getting you guys some extra money to start out your NASCAR weekend is never a bad thing, right? Exactly. I love it. Uh, all right. Well, I'll go over those real quick as we close this show out. Uh, Tony, or uh, Tony, Cody gave you uh, Ryan Newman over Tony Stewart. 
at plus 210 is the matchup. I gave you Brad Kozlowski over Marco Andretti at minus 130. And then Cody said that Briscoe at four to one, Austin Dillon at seven to one were good winners. And I said Brad Kozlowski at seven to one was one as well. That'll do it, Cody. We have covered Thursday night. We've covered Sunday morning. It's going to be a hell of a weekend of racing once more. So much fun. Uh, hopefully we see as much green as we did last week in Michigan. I know everybody else will be happy about that. And so will we. That's right. I'm feeling good. I think it's going to be another good week of racing. I'm excited. Start with Thursday Night Thunder, end it Sunday with the Cup Series race. And, uh, yeah, man, we're so close to the end of the regular season. It's almost here, Rod. Playoff time. That's when things get real. You ratchet down the intensity. Here we go. <laughs> Let's do it. Uh, all right. Well, as we wrap things up, Cody, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Oh, I remembered this time, Rod. I'm on X. Follow me at Husker underscore Zeeb. Uh, you can find all my work over there. Got tons of stuff out for sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Also writing for Last Word on Sports. Got some uh, player profiles for fantasy stuff over there. Keep checking out my, my fantasy football articles for them. And, uh, yeah, tons more stuff coming out. We'll be back. The uh, IndyCar series going to be with the Cup Xfinity. They're doing a doubleheader with Xfinity on Saturday. So they will be uh, here at the Indy Road Course as well. Uh, not seeing odds yet, but uh, F1 Gambling Podcast will be out later this week with that. So check that out. Looking to have a good one. And uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go bag some money, Rob. Let's do it. I'm on X at RJ Villagomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here in between media, check out the back road. Seth and Elliot holding it down this week. But we will actually be joining uh, Derek and Phil on their yes. show. So catch that too later talking, on this week. Talking truck series. Talking truck series. So check out our socials for that, um, where to find it. And then, of course, check out Fast Money. Thanks for those of you who have been checking out Fast Money over there for frequency's sake. See, I got to tell you, we, we didn't really hit anything last week, but uh, again, it was a lot of fun to uh, to have it. The bosses are noticing over there as well. So a lot of fun. All right, guys, we'll wrap it up now. We'll see you tomorrow for more of the action. Trucks, Xfinity, we'll figure out what's going on. It's not trucks, but it's Xfinity. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but we'll Fade see you tomorrow. SVG, do it. <laughs> we'll see you tomorrow, everyone. Until next time, let's go racing and let it ride.